Well, praise the Lord, you people know that I'm glad to be here. We really enjoy coming over to Northside, and uh, and uh, it's this year it was possible that we were going to have another region, but Ellen was so she was adamant we had to come to Perth, and she's here. And actually, by popular demand, um, Brother Butcher implied that she can speak, but I think I'm supposed to let her come up and greet the people. But don't go too long. Thank you. Bless you all. It is wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to see old faces, but it's lovely to see new faces in the house of God. I don't know about you, but today when I woke up, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord today. We are so blessed to have this house where we can gather together to hear the precious word of God. But before we hear the word of God, when we are free to worship him, it is awesome. It is wonderful and it is a treasure to behold. It was a miracle when I first came to the Lord and all through my life I have seen God do many wonderful and miraculous things but the greatest thing that he has ever done for me was to save my soul and when he did that for me he put a hope within my heart and that's over 40 years ago that he put that hope within my heart and that heart still burns as strong, if not stronger, than when he first touched me. I was filthy and rotten, but he cleaned me up. He made a difference to me. And he hasn't finished with me yet, but one day soon, hold on, brother, hold on, sister. We're going home to be with our Lord. Praise the Lord and bless you. And I am so glad we still get to come to Northside in Western Australia. Praise the Lord. And I am as well. And uh, we, we really do love the butchers. And uh, they are special to us. They've been putting up with me for a lot of years, since 1990. But uh, we've really enjoyed uh, uh, the, the relationship that we have together. I want to talk to you this morning. I actually want to do part one of a lesson I did some years ago, uh, I think two or three years ago, probably three years ago. I talked about uh, the Christian's influence as light. And today I want to talk to you about the Christian's influence as salt. So I want to talk to the church. And if you, if you are a visitor here or um, you are new, new to Pentecost, I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And he wants to be your best friend. And even if you don't know what we're talking about when we talk about Jesus, I want you to know that he died on Calvary that we might be set free from our sins. And he transforms our lives. He changes us. And the word of God tells us that uh, he died for the sins of all men. But we as individuals have to decide to avail ourselves of that. You know, uh, the, his death on Calvary, his, the blood that he shed uh, is effective, has been effective for 2,000 years, 
and it's effective for every life. You're, you're not so bad that Jesus can't save you. He's, he's paid the price, but you need to have his blood applied to your life. And the Bible actually tells us how to do that. It's by repenting and being baptized in Jesus' name to wash away your sins and being filled with the Holy Ghost. That's God in us. And the evidence of that is speaking in other tongues. Just as a baby, when they're born, they cry. The cry of the new birth is speaking in a language you don't know. And that's the best experience. In fact, when I received the Holy Ghost, I'd go to bed at night and, I'd, and the tears had come because I was so excited. I, I took a long time to get the Holy Ghost. I was a bit of a rebel. But when he filled me, you know, we actually got down and had a heart to heart. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. It was the best experience. And I'd lay down, I think, every night. Oh, that emptiness is full. You know, you can, look for, you can look for satisfaction anywhere, but the satisfaction that you need is in Jesus Christ. That emptiness in your heart only comes from God. And when it's filled, for me, you, you may have experienced it different, but when, when it happened to me, the tears, for days, I'd go to bed at night and the tears are just, I wasn't unhappy. I was just full of joy because God had given me the promise. It was in the Word and I hadn't got a hold of it. But He actually filled me. And if He can fill me, He can fill anybody. Um, I don't want to be offensive to Ellen, but when he got hold of us, he got us out of the gutter. And he's transformed us. And you're looking at us and saying, oh, he's a pretty rough diamond. Well, he hasn't finished with us. You know, when he calls us up higher, we're ready. But if he can change me, he can change you. And, and if, if you need him, don't be afraid. Talk to somebody in the church. Uh, we, we want to see everyone in this house getting to heaven. But I do want to talk to... Uh, to the Christians here today, and I want to talk to you about being salt. And I want to go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Father, we just pray that as we open your word, we would open our hearts at the same time. And Lord, I pray that you would minister to every need in this place. Lord, you see the desire of our heart. You understand the circumstances of each life here. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as we look into your word, we would be able to apply your word to our hearts as individuals. Lord, mold us into the people you want us to be. Lord, if there's anything that's not like you, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, I pray. Lord, just speak to our hearts as we look into your word, we pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt shall have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. And Luke chapter 14, verses 33 to 35. Luke chapter 14. Verses 33 to 35. So, likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? Wherewith will it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor yet, for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears, let him hear 
he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So I want to talk to you about salt now, and I'm not an expert on salt. Salt is uh, sodium chloride, I believe, and it's got a, a chemical name, and I never did chemistry. When I, when I found out you had to learn things in chemistry, I got away from that subject as quickly as I possibly could. I said, I, I know my two times table, my four times table, I do not need scientific tables in my life. But, but <laughs> in doing research, I found out that salt is sodium chloride, whatever that means. So for you technical people, you scientists, scientists, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I just know you get it, it's in a container and you put it on your food. And, and it's special. And there are also, there are chefs here. I, I know I'm in very deep water, but there are chefs here as well and they know all about salt because I know that all you have to do to make food taste good is put on salt. And so a good chef knows how to pour the salt on. And they comp- I'm, sure they, I'm sure they compare themselves by how much salt they add, you know. You know, oh, this is really good. You know, it's got salt on it. Oh, I can make it better. I can put more salt on it. So, so salt is, is important. And I know there are people here that are experts in salt. And I'm not an expert. But I want to talk to you about salt. Because you are the salt of the earth. And I don't have to be a scientist or a chef to understand that God is talking to us about something important when he tells us on several occasions, you are the salt of the earth. You, you are the salt of the earth. The church is the salt of the earth. But you, saint of God, are the salt of the earth. And if we are, if we are the salt of the earth, we have a purpose. And we need to fulfill our purpose. And if you're not, if I'm talking to you today and you figure I'm not really fulfilling my purpose, then talk to God because, God, I want to be salty. The world needs salt. The only salt they're going to get is from you and I. And so he's calling us to be people that are effective in our communities. Now, the metaphor of salt and light that we talked about several years ago uh, indicate the Christian's influence for good in this world. Light is good and the world needs light. Salt is good and the world needs salt. And the fact of the matter is, our influence is, is determined by our character. If you have good character, you are salty. If you have bad character, the salty, salt has lost its savour. It's not salty. And uh, the Sermon on the Mount that we've read from in Matthew, and these other references to some extent, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is built on the assumption that the church is different from the world. We are not like the world. And in actual fact, as this world gets worse, and it is getting worse, as the world gets worse, you as a sign of God should be sticking out more differently to the world. The world embraced... uh, biblical principles for their laws but they're discarding those biblical principles so therefore we 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 are being come more and more different to the world and you cannot hide if you want to adapt to the world you cannot do it because you are salt you're not the world you're the salt of the earth and so when when we drift away from god what we're doing is we're losing our saltiness but we're not actually we can be more rotten in the world 
But we're not in the world because we are different. We are the salt of the earth. And you, as worldly as you want to become, you cannot achieve it because you are salt and not the world. And that's... I'm getting ahead of myself, so we might finish in about three minutes. But if, we, if, you, if you are trying to be a carnal Christian, you are just spinning your wheels, and the Bible tells us you are good for nothing. You may be trying to adapt to the world, but the net world will never embrace you. I know people that have backslidden out of church, and it's like they're a club of their own, and, and the things they discuss is how bad the church is, and that's all they talk about. But they get together because they can't fit into the world. Where they belong is in church. And in actual fact, if, you, if, you're, a salty, if you're a salt that's lost its savour, you're, you're fit only to be trodden underfoot, or else you need to get your saltiness back. And so if you're sitting here this morning and you've lost some of that saltiness, you need to get it back. There ought to be a fire in our belly that tells us that we've got to reach the lost and we've got to be a witness. And, and, and let me tell you that uh, we, it's good to be together. Here I'm looking at a heap of salt, and that's good. But you're not going to do any, you're not going to be effective in here because this is just a pile of salt. What we have to do is get out there and, and be applied to this world. And you may be afraid because in your workplace you're the only, only Christian in your workplace. Well, just you're salt. And that's why you're there. And you don't, you don't need too much salt to change the flavour of that workplace. That workplace just needs you. So now I've got to get back to where I, I was. You're gonna, you'll probably hear that twice maybe now. When I get off my notes, I get in big trouble. So, just so you remember, I'll read Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 13 again. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. And I want to read First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9 uh, in the Amplified Version. It's not talking about salt, but it's talking about you. But you are, cho- you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So you, church, saint of God, you are a special person and you have been created to show forth the virtues, the perfections, the qualities of God in your life. And if you're hiding the qualities of God, then you're you're not got that that zing of the, the salt that you ought to be. It's the Spirit of God in us. It's us, it's God in us giving out the Spirit of God that makes us as salty as we are. And and if you think back, you know, oftentimes a new convert that, they'll, they'll talk to everybody. You know, they'll tell everybody what happened to them because they got some sting in the salt. And as we get older, you know, we get a few rejections and so we pull back a bit. That's not how God wants us to be. Keep the zing in it. Keep that saltiness in you 
because salt is effective in this world. And you, you don't compare, don't think, well, how am I going? Just be salty. Don't think, oh, but the community I'm in, you don't know how hard it. Just be salty because that's what they need. Now, a little bit of salt can cover a vast area. Just a little bit of salt can cover a vast area. We are the salt of the earth. North side, you're the salt of the suburbs where you live. And you might think, oh, we're so spread out. You don't understand. We're so, you know, my, my fellow Christians, you know, half an hour down the road, whatever it is, salt, salt covers a vast area. And so we, here we're looking at the lump of salt, the mound of salt. But we, when we go out of these doors, we're in our communities because you, one person in a community can affect your community. A family in a community can affect a community. The, you, you have... I really feel sorry for the kids having to be in here and not having Sunday school today. It's really punishment for them. But you know, the kids, even the, your kids at school, they, are, they have an effect on their schools. You know, children as young as six, maybe younger, can have the Holy Ghost. And they, they're affecting their community. So you, you think, oh, what difference? You're making a difference. If, you, if there's some salt in you, if, there, if that saltiness there. One pinch of salt, I'm not a cook, but I, I know, you know, Ellen, I wish you'd add more salt. No, she adds, her mashed potato is perfect. She puts in the perfect amount of salt. Okay, uh, so I like salt in my, 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 my potato. I, I, we visited a man in a hospital uh, just last week and, and um, he, he's got a heart, con- he, he, he had a heart condition and he's, he's passed away now, sadly. But he had a heart condition. He had fluid on the heart, fluid on the lungs. And so they were stopping him from having salt uh, because salt has some effect on you. And, uh, but his wife was bringing in f- food for him with salt in it. And, uh, and because salt, you know, it gives a flavor. That's why. That's why that we want it. It has an effect. Just one little pinch can affect a whole meal. A handful of salt can flavor and preserve a vast amount of meat. So you get a handful of salt. I should have checked with Brother Butcher to make sure this is all right. But, you know, you, you, you rub salt into meat, it preserves meat. You don't need a lot of salt to do it. Just rub some salt into it. And uh, so you, you, although you may be insignificant, you have a great effect on your environment. You may not realize it, but you have a great effect on your environment and oftentimes not always but oftentimes when you as a christian walk into a room the atmosphere in the room changes they may not like exactly what they feel because the presence of god's walked in there but people will be behaved differently quite often when a christian walks into a room because of your presence that just tells me we have an effect and so uh, oftentimes we wish, you know, I, I could do it if people were with me. No, you're, a, you're salt. You can do it just by the hand of God in your life. You don't have to depend on a, on a handful. Let's do it together. Just do it. Because you are the salt of the earth and just a few grains. You as a grain, you can have effect in the lives of the people around about you.
Salt, salt ha, ha, has a cleansing effect about it. And so, um, you know, if you've got a sore throat, you gargle with salt. Uh, just, you don't have to put too much in, but you make it salty water and you gargle with salt and it has effect. Or an ulcer, you know, who loves, you know, they get an ulcer and they love putting a wad of salt you know, on, a, on an ulcer. You know, it really has a bite to it. You know, a wound and put a little bit of salt on it and, you know, it has an effect. You are the salt of the earth. And, you know, there's, there's hurt somewhere. It may put a bit of sting in, but God's sol- solution to every problem. So if we're in an environment where there's some sin around, yeah, we, we might, they, they, it might cause a, ooh, a sting. That's what God does. But ultimately, he's healing. He's doing a work. And he's doing it through you. Really, God expects us to penetrate our world. Uh, He expects you to penetrate your world. And uh, we need to be rubbed into our community. Just get in there. Get into your community. and Let them feel Jesus Christ. And if, if unsalted meat goes off, we can't really blame the meat. You understand what I'm saying? If, if unsalted meat goes off, that's what unsalted meat does. So the question is, if the meat, if the world is becoming corrupt, it's not a question of, well, what's happening? The world is corrupt. The bigger question is, where's the salt? You know, if we want this world to not be so corrupt, We need to apply salt to it. Where's the salt? We are the salt of the earth. And so uh, the question really is, where are you in all this? If the world is so corrupt, where are you in all this? Because you are the salt of the earth. And the the earth is corrupt. The only cleansing force is the salt, you and I, that are in this world. So are we penetrating our world? Are you penetrating your world are you being effective as jesus wants you to be effective are you allowing god to move in your realm in in the area that you mix in Uh, maybe we need more courage to stand to be different we don't want to blend in i do not want to blend in with our society help me to be different and i know there's pressures on us but we are the salt of the earth we are not part of this world We are the cleansing agent. God is the cleansing agent through us. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth. Salt also gives some flavor. Um, Sister Nat yesterday, she had, she, she, I don't know what she did with them. Um, I think there's a cake bake. I'm not recommending you, you buy Sister Nat's what she. I'm not recommending you buy what she what she made because I I know she had 18 egg whites. 18 egg whites, and listen to this. Job six and six. Can that which is unsavory be, beat, be eaten without salt, salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Job 6 and 6. So I happen to know she was really excited. She had 18 whites of an egg. And my Bible says 
so what? <laughs> so don't forget to ask, what did you cook? Because she had whites of an egg. It's nothing. God says it's nothing unless you put some salt into it. Now, I don't know whether she put salt into it. And I'm sure it'd be nice. But whites of an egg are nothing. It needs some flavor. It needs something in it. And, and you are the salt of the earth. And this world is flavorless without the Christian in this world. You are the thing that puts some, some appetizing things into this world. You have something that the world needs to change them, to make them eatable, to make them desirable, to make, to make them get along together, to make, to make them blend, to make them uh, build friendships, to make them heal homes. You have what it takes in you because you're the salt of the earth. Now, you can tell I'm not a scientist. Salt, when it is pure, is white. It's small. It's made up of many grains. Uh, but it is ineffective when it's left in the heap. So we sit here. We are not effective to our community. And for, I remember years ago, Brother Holden preaching, the church is a field or the church is a force. And when he preached that, he said, the church is not a field. The field is not here. We don't have to get people into here so the pastor saves them. We are, we are not the field, we are the force. And the force is only effective when it gets out of here, outside. And when you are being Christ-like in your community, then you're a force. And that's the same as this salt. We are a heap of salt here and it looks good. I feel comfortable in the heap. But I know after the service I need to get out there and reach my community because salt is only effective when you take it out of the heap and get it out into the environment it needs to be in. And to be effective, it needs to be scattered. So when you're thinking to yourself, but I'm on my own, salt is best, is best applied when it is scattered, when it's spread out. We do not want it in big heaps or little heaps. We want you to get out into your community and reach your community for Jesus Christ, whatever that means. Just be Christ-like in your community. Be willing to stand for Jesus Christ in your community. On your own, stand for Jesus Christ because salt has a strong effect on the things it touches. We need to spread out to be most effective. So don't be afraid when you're in your community, in your workplace, wherever you are, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Don't be afraid because you're different. You're different for a purpose. Fulfill your purpose. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Savour, taste, flavour. So in us we are imparting the flavour of God wherever we go, and people are touched by the flavor of God. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. You're not a failure. And maketh manifest the savor or flavor of the, His knowledge by us in every place. Isn't that what it's saying? That's what it's saying. We, we bring some taste into our community. 
And the, the com- your community re- will realize God has changed your life. You haven't changed yourself. You're not picking yourself up by your bootstraps. God has changed you. The thing you have to declare is the good, wonderful works of God in your life. Colossians 4 and 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. It's easy to talk right in here. But out there in the workplace, in your community, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. The man you work with, the person you struggle to get along with. No, let the salt of the Holy Ghost guide you that you can bring flavor into all conversations, that you bring glory to God. Salt also produces a thirst. So when, when, when we are being the salt we ought to be in our communities, there's no telling. What you have, people are likely to want. You're a good example of Jesus Christ. It's highly likely as you share your testimony, very powerful. You share your testimony in your community, no telling how it's going to affect people. Because you put a thirst in them and you'll actually be able to lead them to Jesus Christ if you'll be the salt that he wants you to be. In the Old Testament, uh, salt was used in the offerings and sacrifices. Numbers 18 and 19. All the heave offerings of the holy things which the children of Israel offer unto the Lord have I given thee, and thy sons and thy daughters with thee by statute forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord unto thee, and to thy seed with thee. So the Old Testament, the sacrifices, they were adding salt. And it's a, it's a covenant with God. Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13. Every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering and all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. Now the salt, it needs to be applied to everything we do. Every activity of our lives, we need to have the Holy Ghost moving, the present, the, the, move, the Spirit of God touching every aspect of our lives. Now, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus declares that we need saltiness. And that saltiness is, is a commitment to Jesus, the Holy Ghost in us. To be effective and without it, we are only Fit to be cast out. If we're not allowing God to move in us, we're only fit to be cast out. We're not fit for God nor man. And that's a big warning. And we don't, we, I want to be salty. I hope you want to be salty. I'm trying to talk to you today about being salty. And you can be sitting here and the circumstances of life somehow seem to have taken the saltiness out of you. You need to be willing. God, touch my life. I've got to get back to where I ought to be. I need need God flowing through me, touching every aspect of my life. Mark chapter 9, verse 50 tells us, Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltiness, wherewith shall you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Now the Think interesting that thing with 
that it says, uh, wherewith will it be seasoned? And Matthew 5.13 says, wherewith shall it be salted? And this is where I'm really uh, struggling because I'm not a scientist, but, uh, but salt is salt. And you can't get different salts. You can't get different salts, but they, they've got different things in them. They're not actually pure. So, you know, chicken salt, it's not actually salt. It's got ingredients in it. I'll let you into a secret. I want to be salt, not chicken salt. And I'll tell you why. Because, because saltiness, the only way saltiness, salt is salt. And for saltiness to lose its flavor, it's been, in, it's been mixed with impurities. And impurities, you know, if you, if you, could, you could put some really fine sand in a salt pot and sprinkle it on your food and the salt is less salt. The salt is salt. But the salt is less salty because you're putting sand on it with it. And so you love your chicken salt. You're damaging the product because the product is salt. And it's losing its effectiveness because you're putting chickens in with it. You're wasting your time. But we as Christians, that's what we're doing. We think we can have salt and something else with us when we need to be the salt of this earth. Get rid of those other things, those other things that are corrupting the salt. Get them out of your life because salt, Christian salt is salty. And if you're not salty, you're not Christian. Almost. I better be careful. You don't understand what I'm saying. So it's not salt is salt. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. The thing that's making you ineffective is the things that you're allowing to mix with the Holy Ghost in your life. Now we need to get the impurities out. So, better get back to my notes. The business of salt is to be salt. Your business, saint of God, is to be salt. The characteristic of salt is saltiness. You know, this is salt. Doesn't taste like salt. Well, it's not salt. Salt is salt. The character of it is its saltiness. The Christian by definition, the Lord's definition is salty. Christians are salty. That's God's definition. The true Christian cannot escape notice. They are salty. And your saltiness is Christ in you. The Holy Ghost being manifest in your life. That's the saltiness. It's in you, it's not. In God, it is. Salty. And when you attempt to, or think of attempting to hide your Christianity, your saltiness, you are of no value to anyone. You try and hide who you are, you're, just, you're hurting others and damaging yourself. You are of value to no one. There is nothing more useless in this world than a nominal, carnal Christian. You are of no use. If you're let mixing the world with your, with your Holy Ghost, you've used, you're, good, you're of no value to anyone. In fact, Jesus said, you're only fit to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot. I'll let you into a secret though. God is not willing that any should perish. He loves you. Child of God, if you're not where you ought to be today, God still loves you. And he's not wanting to cast out salt. He wants to refresh it. He's actually here today. And he wants to refresh. If you're thinking, you know, I've lost that tang. He's here to refresh. He wants to touch you this morning. 2 Timothy 3 and 5 tells us, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. 
from such turn away. In fact, in the Amplified Version, it says, For although they hold a form of piety or true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct, conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn away from them. If you're not salty, people don't need to get near you. But I want to be salty. I want to have an effect. I hope you want to have an effect. God, help me to be the person you want me to be. I don't want to be salt without flavor. I don't want to be light without illumination. I want to be what Jesus wants me to be. And salt is the remedy for unsavory meat. But what is the remedy for unsavory salt? What's the remedy? Salt loses its saltiness, as I said before, through being mixed with impurities and grime around about it. That's the only way I know to con contaminate salt. Because you know, salt, whatever the scientific name is, that's what it is. You can't contaminate. It's mixing it with impurities around about it, making it less powerful. And if we've been tainted with impurities and lost our Christian tang, we need to look to Jesus to refine us once again. And if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, really, I've lost some of that saltiness, you need to repent. That's really the answer. Repent. God, I need a brand new touch, a fresh touch. And the fact of the matter is, uh, to purify salt, uh, I imagine we'd have to filter it, get the impurities out. And when things go through a filtration process, you know, that can be somewhat painful. Really, with salt, you can tell I'm not an expert, but with salt, I imagine that if you can just uh, get it into some water and get it to dissolve in some water and then heat that water up and filter that water, you'll get pure salt out once again. If you'll just do something like that. But the heat, the, the, the evaporation, the process, it can hurt. But I cannot afford not to be salty. And so if you're here and you're not where you ought to be, you're not the salt that God wants you to be, I'm asking you to be willing to go through the process. And that might be humbling. But I want you to be willing to go through the process. God, have your way with me. Touch me afresh. Let's stand this morning. And I, I'm, talk, I'm talking to all of us. And I do believe that it's important for all of us to renew our saltiness continually. That we're continually hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And the fact of the matter is, the more we draw our life from Jesus, the more we, walk, um, the more, uh, we will become like him. And he had a great compassion for people. And uh, he saw people as sheep without a shepherd. That's what Jesus saw them as. He had great sorrow for them. He, he really hurt for the people. That's what sent him to Calvary. And uh, his concern for them caused him to behave in a special way. He went to Calvary. He was willing to go the whole way whatever it costs. And they brutalized him before Calvary, never alone hanging him on that cross. But he was willing to do it because he saw what people needed. 
And if, we're, if we are less salty, we really don't care about the people. But I want to be like Jesus. God, touch our hearts. Lord, put something in us that we see people as they can be in you. And Lord, help me to step away that you can make me what you want me to be, to be salt in this world, that the lost can be touched by you by my allowing your influence to touch them. Hallelujah.